Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Hey guys, welcome to the Extended Cut podcast. This is the very first one. Um, so the pressure's on to make sure that we, we get this right and you know maybe it will make appearance again in another, in another series. Um, but yeah, we're going to chat a little bit about the Lost Arts series today. Um, so we're smack bang in the middle. Um, so we've just finished Laura's talk. Um, did it go well? I mean, I'm probably not the person to ask, but yeah, I mean, I it had a lovely was time. Amazing. Yeah, it went it was really great. well. It's a great job. Good. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to kind of touch on some of the things that we're not going to get the chance to kind of look at on Sundays, um, some of the things that we would have liked to have put in into the series but haven't. So, just to open up the conversation, Leon, you, this is a Leon Evans original <laughs> written by yourself. Um, and so, just kind of share with us the heart behind sure. it, the thinking, what inspired you yeah. with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. I think we actually talked about it, didn't we? Uh, a few, yeah, I think a, we did. A couple of months ago, mm-hmm. really. I think may, maybe stimulated by the fact that during COVID, you know, the whole question around the arts themselves, you know, and I think like being a musician, uh, you know, having a lot of, you know, arty friends as well, thinking, you know, actually, and I think there was that statement of, um, you know, is this a viable industry or a viable job? And I think it made me think actually we could lose the arts. And then I think we then had a conversation about what as a society we're also losing the art of, you know, and I, and I think, and I know this series could appear a little bit like, oh, this is an old person series, you know, that we, when you start talking about with technology is causing us to lose the art of conversation, which is what I'm going to look at in this series as well. <laughs> but actually, I think it's bigger than that. I think, I think actually we, we've gained a lot as a society. And I think even during COVID, we've rediscovered some things that we'd lost. But I also think we need to push a little bit deeper mm-hmm. uh, into some of those things that I still think we need to get a hold of. Yeah. Maybe things from the past, you know, that actually need to need to live with us going forward, really. So that was kind of my heart behind it, really. And again, I say I didn't write it. I gave it like to Laura to say, what do you want? to?" And so Laura worked with me on it as well, you know, came up with some ideas together. And then Stuart's going to be talking about the last art of humility. And actually, when we started writing ideas down before we knew where we were, like the series could have been. Yeah, there was like a string of them. There was wasn't like there? a whole string. We had a year's yeah. worth of material. Could, absolutely, like there could have been a 52-week series here, sure, you know. Yeah, so yeah. there isn't. So don't worry about that. But I think it was just something about in all of the technology and in all of the new yep. and all of the innovation, have we lost some things as well that maybe we need to, you know, d- rediscover and reintegrate into yeah, sure. our lives. I think it's really interesting that you know. I think this is a conversation that was needed regardless of whether we were in. A COVID world yeah. or not, but I think COVID has highlighted yes. these sort of things. I think yeah. we're starting to have a bit more of emphasis on what we need to kind of rediscover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it doesn't kind of just it's, if, if you're not arty or creative, this yeah. is not just a, a series on no. that sort of stuff. It's it's, it's much more than that as well. Absolutely. Um, so um, this is a question open to all of you. Um, and so, what do you think we as a society have lost touch with? Um, and what do we kind of need to kind of rediscover? So just a broad kind of opening question. What do you think we've lost touch with? And, you know, what's, what's the sort of thing that we need to rediscover? Yeah, I mean, you said, Leon, when we originally wrote mm. the list for the series, there was a very long list in there, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think there were a couple for me, like, and, and I don't know whether you're touching on in the, the conversation piece, but... Uh, I think confrontation is one of them, like yeah. one of the things that we batted around. Sure, um, yeah. As someone who's not, I don't love confrontation, it's not my thing, but um, God has taught me a lot about it. And actually 
the positive use of it and it, it making relationships stronger. Yeah. Uh, talked about intimacy. Um, yeah, there's, I don't know whether you guys have got, I could, I could write our list, I could say our list <laughs> off, but I figure that I would cover tons of things. Alison, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, there, there were loads of things on that list, weren't there? And um, quite a lot of them for me kind of line themselves up in this concept of emotional intelligence. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Which is something I've been studying for a while anyway, so I'm probably mm. a bit obsessed by it. But, but actually, I, th I think that it does connect to some of the challenges that we've really got in terms of the way in which we relate particularly at yeah. an emotional level. So, for example, one of the things I've noticed recently is that whole piece about the ability to perceive other people's emotions yeah. Yeah. and then to respond appropriately. Mm. I mean, it's, it's doubly difficult at the moment because, of course, we're all on Zoom and screens yeah. and stuff and we're all behind masks. Yeah. So a lot of our natural triggers are missing. But I think that capacity just to sense how other people are feeling yeah. is yeah. something that is becoming a bit of a lost art mm. because yeah. we're, we're so pushing forward to try and speak about what we think and yeah. what we know and what we imagine. We're not really taking the time to think about what, what does that mean for other people? That's How really might good. they feel really good. Mm. As, as we're talking about this? So that's one of the major things I've yeah. been thinking about quite a lot mm. recently, really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really good because like a lot of the conflict, the intimacy, the listening, yeah. all of that is wrapped up really in the yeah. emotional mm. intelligence piece. And I think, I think that comes out more and more as well as we use text yeah. um, and as we yeah. put statuses up and things like that. Like the, the amount of times as a teenager I got into arguments and like falling out with people because because I text something yeah. and now any conversation that I have that's challenging or a bit confrontational, like I'm not writing an email about it, I'm calling somebody and I think like I know so many conversations I've had with yeah. young people and young adults has been around why on earth did you try and have that conversation over Facebook Messenger, yeah. like have it, have it yeah. face to face and I think, yeah. I think that's really important because I can write a text message and be smiling and laughing as I write it and someone receives it and it's a massive insult to them or do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, and yeah. I think we just lose yeah. that sense of think, reading each other's emotions yeah. I think that's so true and I'm going to look at this in this series when we look at the last art of conversation I think the thing with technology and text is and that I only discovered by studying for this as well and I didn't realize I was doing this is that you can like airbrush it all you know so you can you you craft the perfect text and then you send the perfect text you know, but actually what you miss by that is the, um, is the relationship yes. mm -hmm. and the working out the mess yeah. and working out, yeah. you know, what you meant to say and all of that. So I think we've lost the art there. We yeah. think that we're connecting really and we are mm -hmm. connecting, but I wonder whether we've lost the art that's of relating really yeah, really because good. it's all through, through technology. Yeah, you and know? I think this opens a bit of a discussion, just moving off on a slight tangent with yeah. the whole kind of digital world and digital yeah. space. I had a conversation with someone on social media like just this last week because it seems as though that the stance, at least from what I can read on social media, is that it is completely negative, yeah. like and it's it's detrimental to our health and all of that. And there are there are downfalls to social media and yeah. there are places that we that we struggle with. But if I use this analogy in that cake's bad for us, but we don't stop liking cake. And we just no learn to have it. We just learn to not yeah. eat it all the time. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's the same with social media. That's it's good. it's, it's mm. that you don't you don't have to stop using it and delete yeah. everything off your phone. Yeah. But if it's becoming unhealthy, yeah. do things that help you withdraw from yeah. it. If that yeah. makes sense. There was a there was a po I wish I could remember who it was by. There was a podcast that I heard, um, and they were talking about social. It's just a tool. Yeah. And so just like mm. any tool, it 
it magnifies what's already inside of you. So money, you could say the same thing. And I yeah. think if someone is um, <clears throat> prone to angry outbursts and the, the tool that you use for that will be social media, it makes mm. social media look bad, but it's yeah. not social media's fault yeah, yeah, yeah. that you kind of did this mm. thing. And so I think it's, it's how we use our tools well uh, and how we make sure that we're magnifying the right things yeah. through the use of it as well. I, I think as well, it, com it comes down to self-awareness and emotional intelligence again, yeah. because it's, it's about how you know yourself and how you're going to respond to things. Yeah. And so if you know that a, a particular social media app is not good for you, because I don't know, it draws comparison in on you and, yeah. and all of that sort of stuff, then you know that that's probably a place where you should kind of step back on. It doesn't mean from everything. Um, but let's kind of stick with the emotional intelligence conversation, Alison. How do you think that has kind of a more direct impact on our faith um, and, and how it affects us spiritually as well? Because we've kind of spoken about how it affects us on an internal level, but then going a little bit deeper on the spiritual side. How does, how does it play on that? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, we're made in the image of God. Uh, and all of the things that we would ascribe to emotional intelligence, I think, are, are godly capacities. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm just thinking about things like emotion regulation. That's another part of emotional intelligence, the capacity to actually manage your emotional yeah. expression. Yeah. And I think that lines up completely and utterly with so many texts in the Bible where it talks about being self-controlled. Mm. Um, and I think... That's one of the things that particularly at the moment we're, we're struggling with. Yeah. No matter which medium we use, uh, we're struggling to maintain that level of control that enables us to express how we feel, but takes into account how it might make others feel and the implications mm. of our words. Sure. And I think these things are, are so closely um, aligned to what's on God's heart for us at the moment. Yeah that actually he wants to teach us some things about how we manage this stuff. You know, how to act assertively without being angry. Yeah. Yeah. How not to be passive, but to actually find a way of clearly saying what we need to say in the words we need to say it, um, so that we're representing God's plan and purpose for his world and his people. You know, we need to learn how to do that, but without shouting and without giving in to this kind of polarization of, no, we shouldn't use social media, all the online stuff's bad, or oh, it's the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's about using it with wisdom. Mm. And I think that can really help us with our faith. Uh, I think if we, if we took those things in mind and, and recognize God made us to be emotional beings. He made us to have emotion. He loves us to have empathy towards others. There's so many different characteristics, but we do need to think about them carefully. Yeah, mm. for sure, for sure. It's, really good. It, it's, it's that whole thing of, of the emotions not being the boss. Yeah. And, you know, we've yeah. spoken about that in a, in a couple of talks. And, yeah. you know, th that has definitely been something that has I've tried to hone in on over the past kind of 12 months, but particularly over the lockdown period, because yeah. it's just so much more prevalent. Yeah. Like, it's just so yeah. much more at the surface, you know. Yeah. I'm noticing yeah. that my, my emotions are very turbulent yeah. and, like, I've got to have a greater yeah. self-awareness of yeah. them yeah. because they're yeah. so volatile at the moment. Yeah. And so yeah. keeping yeah. track of them and managing them is... Yeah. Is a bit difficult. I think. I think on, on that. I think like we've lost a bit of the art of empathy, like yeah. in terms of like being yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And like, 
you know, so, so often, and I, I'm guilty of this, like, I pick up my phone and look at something that somebody's posted, and I think, what an idiot. <laughs> or, like... Uh, me? You're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not looking at anyone. <laughs> um, but also, like, like politicians come up on the, yeah. on the TV, and you're yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. a moron. So, like, yeah. some Laura's like that. I'm not. I'm more prayerful. <laughs> um, but, like, 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 like right going now. through the empathy yeah. with it, yeah. And thinking of them as a human being yeah. rather than yeah. just a politician or yeah. a person giving an opinion, and I think yeah. like we lose that sense of empathy. And I think I was listening to a talk from Andy Stanley, um, and he was talking about parenting and and how like we don't like he was talking about getting kids to say sorry, not just like using full sentences. I'm sorry for mm. and helping them to understand why they needed to apologise, rather than just that they did apologise. And I think it's it's increasing that art of yeah. of empathy and understanding. I'm sorry that I made you feel like that, mm. and it, it almost puts some ownership and on it. I've, I feel like within that wrap in is the uh, hot topic of polarization as well yeah. and so yeah. you and I, again this is something I lost the art of the the tension piece and I know yeah. we talk about that quite a lot but the mm. the idea that you know what someone can say that and that doesn't write off everything that's even that may be an out of context thing or that might be a the, the, this benefit mm. of the doubt piece that someone is bad and they have said that and it's wrong and uh, rather than going okay well there's a whole person here and there's a whole truth and I, I see one perspective of this and there may be more going on and even just trusting and I think even in terms of how um, we view governmental decisions and how we mm. view different world sort of affairs just maybe maybe i don't know everything and maybe there's more going on yeah, here than yeah, than i could so possibly say yeah. I, I think for me that that's you know the one of the th questions i'm going to look at in this series <coughs> is the very first question uh, god ever asks yeah great which is where are you and even though he knows the answer and he came into the garden you know to look for adam and eve and his first thing could have been oh, i'm god i'm here yeah, i've great. come to do that but actually his very first question was where are you yeah you know, and I think we've lost the art of that mm. because we want to go into a room or we want to go on social media and we want to say, this is me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A bit like that song from a show, you know, this is me or whatever. And I think that's our society. This is me. And I understand that. But actually, God's first question is, where are you? Yeah. Mm. And he had, he had every reason to say, this is me. He's God. Mm. And I think we've lost the art of that. And I think that goes back to the empathy, to the yeah. emotional intelligence, to the awareness of other people, really. And it also links in with the, the things that Laura was talking about in her message today about waiting. Yeah. Is that sometimes uh, somebody can say something initially that feels really off-putting mm. and you can argue with. But actually, if you wait... Yeah and you listen to what else they have to say, mm. generally you get a much better idea of, of where they are. Yeah. Mm. You know, because, because sometimes the very first statement can be really off-putting. I'm yeah. just laughing because we do this a little yeah, I do we this, do. don't I? We <laughs> talk about this quite a lot in our house. <laughs> I haven't finished. You haven't let me finish. And I am, I am bad at that. <laughs> well, it's not just the interruption thing. It, I mean, that, that is a thing. Yeah. But it's not just the interruption thing. It's, it's about... Um, realizing that there might be more that's yeah. going on inside yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. than they are communicating yeah. so yeah. somebody might yeah. be shouting at you mm. so uh mm. you know somebody was shouting at me the other week uh in a job related context and i i thought for a moment i thought well i can either shout back mm. yeah it's good or i can think what's actually going on here yeah. and once i figured out what was going on i said to them look 
I can understand you're upset. I think this is what's really going on for you. Is that right? Mm. And that just took the aggression straight out of it. And then they ended up crying. Because actually, if we take a moment to wait and to figure out what's beneath that thing which is superficially being expressed, actually, that gives us a much better way of of finding a a connection with people. I think... think Going back to more of the digital side of thing, I think the digital space tends to allow you to kind of dehumanize people. Yeah, mm. and, and so you can't you can't see that you can't empathize, and you, it's really hard to because you can't see their yeah. their emotion, their yeah. their reaction, and yeah. so that waiting piece comes really hard. Yeah, because when yeah. they're just behind a screen, you can't see what yeah. the, how they've said it or mm. or the emotion and the expression on their face. Mm. That then you can't read it. Yeah, and. Yeah. And we fill in the blanks there as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And we fill in our own reasons. And I think we, we did that anyway as humans. Like, how many of us have arguments with people in the shower in our head? Like, <laughs> all the time. Do you know what I mean? When they say this, then I'll say that. And then yeah, it goes on and on yeah, and on. And yeah. I think, like, social media allows you to fill in the blanks yeah. more. And I think... I think we lost that art of assuming the best in people yeah, and assuming, sure. hey, there's yeah. something different going on than, than what's yeah. presenting. And I think social media lets us fill in the blanks. I mean, oh, they're only posting that picture because they want to show off or they're always angry. What's going on? Like, we, we need to learn to assume the best yeah. in each other. I, yeah. I think the other thing that this connects into, uh, and I know this is something I experience a lot at work. You know, I'm a university lecturer. I'm doing all of my teaching online at the moment. And a lot of students won't turn their camera on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And they won't turn their camera on, not because they're not listening. They are engaged. Well, I hope they are engaged. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are, are engaged. Yeah. Assume the best. <laughs> but quite a lot of them will say something like, I look a mess today. Mm. And that breaks my heart, really, because I just think, it doesn't matter. I look a mess most days as well. I'm mm. not looking great when I'm teaching. But I, it, I just feel really sad about the fact that we're stopping ourselves from connecting with people because we're trying so hard to look right. Yeah. Mm. And actually, looking right isn't the primary aim. It's yeah. connecting that's mm. important. Yeah. And actually, if somebody does, does come onto a call or something and they're having a difficult time and they look a mess, then they're communicating something yeah. in that, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and I just, I just think mm. even if we're using digital means, mm. it's great to get some kind of visual image mm. to go with it so yeah. that we can really see what's going on with somebody yeah. Yeah. I, yeah i think for me through this season as well i think with the dehumanizing of people i think also there's the generalizing yeah. and mm. i think for me you know I, i'm a little bit passionate about this as a jesus follower looking at other jesus followers on social media mm. and again try not to be judgmental maybe i do this as well i don't know but there seems to be a growing thing of generalizing so every Tory is this, every Labour person is this, every mm. Democrat is this, every Republican. Mm. That stuff, I mean, we've just lost the art of seeing yeah. people as human beings. Yeah. Mm. That actually they could have a different view to me and mm. not all of them are this. Yeah. So not mm. all of them are heartless or not all of them are communist or not all of them are... And it's this, it's this generalisation. And I see it. I see it on social media of people who are, who are friends. Yeah. You know, who, who are the Jesus followers? And, and I think this is a season for us, I think, to, mm. to stop yeah. almost yeah. And, 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 and to look at our own responses. Yeah, and, and I, I think, I, I mean, I'm a, I am a big fan of digital media, social media. Yeah, I know we're saying too. a lot that's negative about it, but I, I think the, the only way to combat that really and, and 
the difficulty with social media is that it's designed that you hear more of your own voice. Yeah. And actually, the only way to combat that sort of generalization is to yeah. have a one-on-one -on -one with a relationship with someone yes. who's very different to you Absolutely. and can listen yeah. to them. Absolutely. And so our feeds, we just have to be so aware that your feed will feed your perspective yeah. Yeah. um and so yes all of these people seem to be like that because that's what you're receiving um yeah. this is not an accurate window to the world no. and so the only no. way of combating that is put that down and yeah. go and have a relationship with yeah. somebody who is different and listen yeah. uh, yeah. and i just don't think we and it's, it's especially difficult now because it, it's hard to have relationship with anybody yeah. from in your house yeah. um but but even the effort or the confidence or the opportunity to do that and spend time with someone outside of your comfort zone, yeah. it's not some, again, I think it is a lost art. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I think, I think with the whole social media conversation, again, I think we need to be able to use social media for its intended purpose and not what it's formed yeah. into. Yeah. 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 The, whole, the, the word social's in there. It's, yeah. it's yeah. meant for community. It's good. You know, so like the Life Central yeah. Online community that we have, yeah. that's the whole point of it because, yeah. you know, most of our lives... I lived online at the moment yeah. just because of the situation. Yeah. And so the way that we have to do community is online. Mm. And so yeah. we're, we've got this tension at the moment yeah. with social yeah. media becoming, you know, doing what it normally does. Because, you know, we've, there's the US election that's just happened. Yeah. And, you know, there's everyone's got an opinion about how the government are dealing with lockdown. And, mm. then, and then you've got little pockets where it can be really good. Yeah. And it can be, and it can be mm. really healthy. Yeah. And so I think more focus on the places where it's healthy and yeah. it's, it's being used for its intended yeah. purpose, yeah. less on the mm. kind of debates yeah. and opinions and yeah. divisive conversations. Yeah. I think that's the thing when oh, it comes true. to social media, it's all about intention and like, not just like the intention of what was meant to be posted, yeah. but like when you go on it intentionally, um, and mm. I think like it's about you managing your social media rather than your social media managing you. Good. And Good. like you know, ha so many times I find myself with the telly on and I'm watching something, <laughs> yeah, and then I'm scrolling, and I don't yeah. know why I'm scrolling, yeah. but I'm scrolling, and I'm going through Twitter, and I'm going through, do you know what I mean, Instagram and all that stuff, yeah. and it's like, it's just you suddenly find yourself on it, and actually, that's what we're trying to say with the, with the message around social media is not come off everything and delete it all, it's yeah. all bad. It's actually yeah. have intention around it, choose your moments and go, right, I am going to spend the next five minutes on social media mm -hmm. because I'm choosing to rather than a like a, yeah. a react, an addictive reaction yeah. that you yeah. don't know what to do, pull your phone out and go yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. where the balance is. I think is. that's really important and I think we're all... We, we've been saying, you know, we, we, we've been sucked into that as well. Um, so this is not, you know, looking down on anybody else. But I think I read something this week about this and, and they said, um, she studied a lot of this as well. And she said, we don't know how to be alone anymore. Mm. And when you don't know how to be alone, you end up lonely. Yeah. And we think we're not lonely because we're connected to this, but we've never been as lonely as we are now. Mm. So we're never more connected but we're never more lonely as well. And I think there's something about, and she was talking in this book I was reading, about the fact that, you know, when we're in a, in a line waiting in a, in a supermarket, we're on our phone. Whereas, of course, what we would have been doing before, potentially, is talking to someone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or engaging and relating to a real human being, you know, yeah. but, but, but because we're so, you know, joined to that, yeah. we've lost the art of relating. Yeah. We're connecting, but we're not maybe relating. And mm. so this is where the tension... I think really comes in. I think it is, and I think that was a really important point Andy made there about doing things intentionally because yeah. that makes it a conscious 
decision. What we're describing is our unconscious actions. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Where we don't think, oh, I'm lonely, let's go on my phone. Yeah. It just happens. You suddenly yeah. find you've got your phone in your hand again and you're scrolling. You're thinking, why am I doing this? I'm actually <laughs> watching the telly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's almost as though it's become an unconscious action. Mm. And what we need to do is absolutely use it because it's a massive gift. It's been mm. such a gift yeah. to us. I yeah. mean, we wouldn't yeah. be doing anything in yeah. church yeah. If, yeah. if it weren't for yeah. I wouldn't have technology. A job. <laughs> 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 That's Sorry. very true, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, about, it's about making sure that we use it yeah. consciously. I yeah. am choosing yeah. to do this mm. now. It's a thoughtful action yeah. rather than an unconscious yeah. uh, behaviour. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Such a massive difference between the yeah. two. And I think just to throw in a positive thing into it, uh, uh, because you know, right at the start of this, we, we, you, you and I, and many of us read a book from uh, Nona Jones. Yep. Says from social media to social ministry, mm. and she says in that online church is real church because mm. it's filled with real people mm. who need a real saviour. Yeah. So I think just to balance it out the other yeah. way, this is such a great gift. Yeah. You know, good. and like you say, a tool mm. to be used. But we we've just got to be cautious yeah. on the other side of it, haven't yeah. we? Yeah, uh, you know, like you said, like, and I know we're all fatigued with Zoom and we, mm. we kind of have this dread feeling when we, when we hear that we need to be on another Zoom call and all of that. Yeah. But like you said, it has been a gift. Yeah. I think one, one thing that you touched on, Leon, is, is the, the whole thing about being, being alone. And I yeah. think that in itself is a lost art. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the art of like, yeah. solitude, yeah. quietness. And, mm. you know, it's, I, every time I go on a walk, I feel so much better because I've been out and, yeah. and I've spent time just not on my phone or, or anything like that. Yeah. And I think that yeah. in itself is a lost art. And That's I think, right. you know, if I, if I just sit in, in, in quietness for 10 minutes, I get fidgety <laughs> because I'm so used to just being on mm. the go all mm. the time. Um, and so I think that in itself is, is a lost art as yeah. well. Tom, yeah. I'm so glad that you talked about going for a walk because if I'd have said that, <laughs> it would just be an old lady thing. <laughs> but, but it's absolutely true and there's so much evidence yeah, that supports yeah. Yeah. that going for a walk, turning yeah. off your stuff just for a short period of time is really good for your mental health. Yeah. Um, a, a green space, go look at a tree, a field, yeah. just switch off from something is, is really restorative. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even walk around any scenic areas. It's just hell's <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's, it's just, you know, the concrete jungle that is, but, but, but it still helps. It just makes me feel, feel so much better internally. Your wife, Hannah, said something in a staff meeting this week which really resonated with me. She said there's a difference between relief and restoration. Yep. Mm. And a lot of what we do to bring relief, yes, you know, watching good. a movie, watching Netflix, going on, nothing wrong with any of that. Yeah. It's not restoration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a big difference. And I think, again, rediscovering the lost arts is about rediscovering those things that are restorative yeah, really yeah. to you as a whole human mm. being and restorative to your soul. Mm. You know, Psalm 23, he restores my soul. doesn't say he relieves my soul. Mm. It says he restores my soul. Yeah. And that's so important. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, for her, it was coffee, going for coffee yeah. all the time at Costa. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's about spotting the things that you're doing that... Yeah unintentionally yeah. you're you're trying to get relief out of yeah, yeah. and it'll be different for every single one yeah. every single person yeah, really yeah. um you know so for for, for you it might be different um yeah. Yeah. So, sorry yeah no you go so it's almost like maxing out on junk foods i think what we what we do <laughs> is we fill ourselves with junk food in terms mm. of the 
yeah. like relief part yeah. and wonder why we're still hungry. And for yes. some people, I think it's, it's alcohol. I think for some people, yeah. it is social media. For some yeah. people, it's something else. And yeah, as you say, I think it's, again, it comes back to the emotional awareness and intelligence piece of going, okay, what do I actually do that fills me? And what do I do yes. that is just a thing to switch yeah. off? To yeah. but, but there's no real... Mm like nutrition in it for you mm. and it's, it's yeah. becoming aware of those I things. I think the more and more that you do something that is restorative, mm. the greater your self-awareness becomes. Yeah, that's Good. really true. Mm. You know, because like, for me, most of my kind of reflective and, and kind of powerful thoughts come on a walk. Mm. Yeah. Like I used to walk, when I lived back with my parents, I used to walk the dogs and I'd be out for half an hour, 40 minutes or whatever. And that would be the time where I had my most powerful moments with mm. God. Because that's just the space. I'm yeah. not. I haven't got anything else in my mind, and it just mm-hmm. somehow connects me into a deeper sense of meaning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, we are quickly running out of time, um, yeah. so I want to move on to another question. I want to kind of just talk about some. We've just kind of touched on it with the whole kind of uh, solitude piece. But what are some things that we can do to kind of fix this and and and, and get mm-hmm. back on track? Um, mm-hmm. So we've spoken a lot about digital media, emotional intelligence and all of that. Mm. So what are some practical things that we can do to help manage this tension? I th- yeah, I think just to jump in on where we were just before yep. that and to link it to that question, I was just thinking about Friday, just a couple of days before we filmed this, I went on a walk, I was off, uh, and I went on a walk with a friend. And uh, I mean, we ended up walking for like two hours, uh, which is a long walk for me, out in the mm. countryside. And we were in mud and all kinds of stuff. And it was quite, uh, we felt like little boys, to be honest, because we were walking through, we didn't know where we were, we got lost and all that stuff. But what was restorative about it was being outside and going for a walk, but it was conversation. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so I think for me, one of the things, because we weren't on our phones for two hours. Yeah. Well, until we got lost. We needed to look at GPS. <laughs> but, but it was restorative and it's about conversation and to me, conversation is about listening yeah. mm. and speaking. And it's like, you know, I use this illustration, you can't play table tennis if you've always got the ball in your hand. Mm. You know, you've got to let it go. And that's conversation right now. It's your turn. Now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. So I think to me, and, and, and hey, we're in lockdown, but we're allowed to go out for a walk with yeah. one other person. That's a great gift. Imagine mm. if all of us as Jesus followers were walking with people during this season, the next couple of weeks. Mm. Imagine the discipleship that could go on. Imagine the evangelism that could go on. Yeah. Imagine the restoration that could go on. Mm. You know, put your phone away, go for a walk, maybe an hour, two hours with another person and listen and talk and listen and interact. I think that could be amazing. Yeah, there's something just really beautiful about getting lost in conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that's spiritual yeah. about it as well. Absolutely. And healthy. It's really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. <laughs> I think one thing for me practically yeah. is just going again going back to the previous analogy of um, identifying in your life what is junk food and what has nutritional value and making sure that you take down the junk food yeah. and you up the nutritional value. Mm. So if your junk food is, oh my gosh, I had a really, really long day at work. I'm just going to make my way through a bottle of wine. That's probably not the best idea. And so how do you bring nutrition? Well, actually, I've had a really long day at work. Reading really fills me, so I'm going to make sure that I get half an hour to just go and read yeah, and, and get some good. space. Um, and it's almost just intentionally messing with those levels. Um, and, and as you said, what it's different things for different people. But going into lockdown, lockdown one, uh, there was such intentionality about how we spent our time mm-hmm. because we were scared, I think, yeah. of what could happen. And I think I was aware that in lockdown two, I was much less 
intentional i would you will zoom all day and you would netflix all night and yeah, i used yeah. to be worried about screen time and so i think it's <laughs> it is some of that identifying this stuff and just yeah, meddling yeah, with yeah. the levels a little yeah. i think it's about putting those those rhythms and disciplines in place yeah. and like it's things like knowing what stresses you out and what will disturb your peace um, and guarding that um, and so you know we've had some good discussions in the last few weeks around sabbath for the staff team and like how do we have process of you know me making sure that, that i don't contact leon on a day off unless it's urgent and mm. and, and other, like having those processes in place mm. is really helpful and yeah. i think like things like charging your devices outside of the bedroom so it's not the last thing that you look at and the first thing um, that you look at either side of sleep it's it's about you know like we we say like having a dog is one of the best things we've ever done for our mental health because it gets us out because he has to have a walk every day mm. and like so often on a saturday i can't be bothered going out and going up clint or going to kimber for a walk but always halfway through the walk i'm like i'm really pleased we did this yeah, yeah, yeah. but most of the time i don't want to do it and yeah. i think mm-hmm. it's knowing hey this is what's good for me discipline yeah. isn't it yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I'm going to say something a bit different to everybody else. Um, I think we need to reclaim the ability to be silent mm. sometimes, to be alone and to be silent. Mm. Um, because we talk about conversation such a lot, and we've been talking about this quite a lot, about the way in which we differ in the way in which we relate to our friends. So I don't do chatty very easily. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. If I'm going to talk, usually it's a bit deep and ponderous. Uh, Leon's much more fun than I am. Um, But one of the things I've been noticing is that the way I relate to friends is a little bit similar to the way I relate with God. Mm. And if I don't allow myself enough time where I am silent in God's presence, filling the space with noise all the time is very easy. Mm. But in silence, actually, then I get a better opportunity to have a conversation with God. Because I'm quite good at talking to God about stuff that I want that's all deep and meaningful and ponderous. But actually, but what God wants to do is to connect Mm. with me relationally Mm. and to be in my space. Mm. And sometimes things just pop up in moments of silence that, again, aren't intentional. They're like things that would come out of a conversation when you walk with a friend. But it's only when you're on your own and when you're in silence and you give God mm. chance to speak, that actually there's the chance. And that sounds like a really old-fashioned thing, mm, like monks used to do mm. a million years ago. But actually, I do think it's a lost art. Yeah. I yeah. think God would speak yeah. a lot more to us and a lot yeah. more clearly if we sat still long enough and quietly enough to be able to yeah. listen to what he wanted to say. And, and I think in yeah. all of this, and especially that, actually, I think what you can do is sit down and try to do it, it not work, and you give up. But actually, yeah. all of this yeah. is a le- it's an art it's a because you practice it and you get yeah. better at it. And I yeah. think even in terms of sitting down and spending it's silence with God, like sometimes it's terrifying because you know what's going to come up or your mm. brain goes in a million directions. It's an art. You persevere. It's a discipline. Yeah. Mm. You get yeah. better at it. And so I think in any of that's this, good. it's something that you try and try mm. again and try again. Yeah, that's good. And it's about not feeling guilty if you mess it up. That's like, right. You know, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. mess it up, just pick it up again and just yeah, yeah. start again. Yeah. But it's like, it's like any, any, any artist, any composer, any yeah. painter, any sculptor, yeah. they didn't get where they are now. Now, exactly. you know, or the work that we look at, and we look at a Michelangelo, or we look at, I don't know, great songwriter or a Shakespeare, they didn't start like that. No. You know, and I think that's really important. And I think for any of us that have tried any spiritual disciplines and we've messed up, or it was boring, or we didn't like it, don't give up. Yeah. Mm. Keep trying. I think that's really yeah. important. I think one thing that I'd like to add into the conversation is, is just an awareness of how you talk to yourself. Yeah. yeah. 
like yeah. I've noticed that like when toxic, I've got pretty good now at when toxic thoughts come into my head of capturing them. Yeah. The verse that uh, take every thought captive. Yeah. You know, and I think it goes back to the emotions thing where it makes you feel a certain way about yourself. But knowing when you're talking to yourself in a negative way mm. is really important because that mm. then determines how you feel about yourself and then how you go about your day. Yeah. And it has this kind yeah. of domino effect in, yeah. in, in how you you know, experience yeah. life in, the, in that given day, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think all of this kind of comes under the, the, the emotional intelligence kind of umbrella that we've spoken about yeah. um, and, and, it, and a heightened self-awareness. Yeah. It's good. I think, I think that's the root of it all, oh. really, and that's where it all comes from. Um, so we are out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a good conversation. There's Great. probably a lot more that we could have gone into and a lot more different things that we could have touched on um but that's all the time that we have so thank you guys for being here and your wisdom um and you know your input um and maybe we'll do this again at some point let's do it who knows